0: Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirma Daph My name is Yitzchak, and We're now on Masechet Eruvin, Mem Aleph Amud Bet, taking a look at the beginning of the fourth parak, Misha Hutzi Yuhu. And in this chapter, as I noted in the brief introduction on the handout, we're going to explore some of the nuances of Tchumin and Eruve Tchumin, uh, and specifically in uh, the first part of the parak, uh, status of somebody who, against his will, has found himself outside of Tchum. So let's get started. Let's say non-Jews took a guy out of the city, or the guy went nuts, and he walked out of the city, and suddenly realized he's out of Tchum. Once he realized that, he has four amot in which to operate. Later on, we'll see how we define those four amot. Are they uh, four square amot, and he's in the middle? Are they four amot in each direction? We will see. Hechziruhu. Let's say that they then schlepped him back, or he lost his mind again and wandered back. And now, Ba'onessi is back inside. He gets the whole town as if he never left. Let's say they took him to another city. And they put him in a corral, they put him in a pen, anywhere that is a populated area. He can walk that entire area. Rabbi Shur, Rabbi Kiba, and Luala Ramot. He's still stuck to Dala Ramot, even though he's in the middle of a populated area, <coughs> because he's outside of his original tchum. Ma'aseh shebao palndrasin, which is a town in Italy, and they were coming, and their boat was on the water, and Rabbi Yishuv, Rabbi Yishuv, Rabbi who often went on these travels, or at least we hear lots of stories of them, on boats going back and forth to Rome, evidently to plead the case or to visit the Jews in the, in, uh, in Italy, they walked the entire boat. They stayed within arba But here, Rabbi, and Rabbi are not doing it because they felt it was the halacha, but they wanted to be extra stringent on themselves. We'll see what that's about. The next mishnah records a parallel story or a similar story. One time, the four of them were on a boat, and it only entered the port city after dark. Um, Friday night, so they asked him, can we get off? I was looking, and we're going to find out in the next podcast, he had a special telescope he used, and he said, I saw that you were within the Tchum when it got dark. So we, when, when Shabbat started, we were already within the tchum of the port city. We can get off, we can walk through the port city. Okay. Since the Mishnah mentioned Ruach Ra'ah, there's a little bit of a tangent here. And there's just three things that kind of make you, can kind of make you crazy. dealing with Ruach Ra'ah, insanity. If you're so poor, you have to start looking at everything so carefully, it can make you nuts. <coughs> What's the difference uh, about knowing these things? Let me be you should dive and that you shouldn't have to encounter these things. There's three that suffer so much they don't see gehanim. People have to suffer with poverty. People who have, <laughs> people who have a disease of the, d- the digestive tract. Dealing with the government. Or somebody who has an evil wife. The other didn't list that because it's your job to divorce her if she's not good. You know, you're not stuck with that. The answer to that is you might be that you have a big tuba, you can't afford to divorce her, but you're stuck with a bad wife. Or perhaps they have children together, and doesn't want to divorce her because they, she, she won't take care of the kids or for some reason of what's the point of knowing these? The kibbule beahava. That if these things happen to you, you should accept them lovingly as, uh, God's way of, uh, relieving you of gehenem. Shloshame There are three kinds of people who die even while they're talking to you. Again, the guy with a digestive disease. Chaya, a woman who's just given birth. And Hadrakan, somebody who has <coughs> that other disease. of what's the purpose of that? And the bahuz that uh, even while they seem to be fine, you still may have to prepare their uh, shrouds, because they could die at any moment. Back to our Mishnah. Shashmuel said something which should be very obvious, which is that if you walked outside of the Tchum, intentionally, and then you suddenly come to your senses, uh, and want to do Tshuva, you only have our pshita. That's obvious. When you were dragged outside against your will, you only get al Ramot, yet Saladat you buy, certainly if you went out unintentionally that's all you get. Allah, rather, what did Shemuel say? Khazaladat in Al Ramot, which means if they slept you outside and then you on your own came back, you're still limited to Dal Ramot. You don't get the whole town. Anamitanina, that's also in the Mishta. If they slept you back, it's like you never left. And how do we read that carefully? It's only when they slept you back that it says if you didn't leave. But if you were taken out and then you went back on your own, clearly you only get Arba So that's also not, can't be what Shmuel said. Ela read as follows. Let's say you went out intentionally and then you get schlepped back against your will, That's the chidush of Shmuel. that you're still stuck with Arba even though you got put back in your town intention, against your will. <laughs> That's also implied in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says if they took you out and brought you back, it says if you didn't leave. It's only if you were, the whole thing was against your will. But if you went out intentionally, though. So, not necessarily, because I might have read that differently. Maybe that should be read in a distributive manner. Meaning, if you were taken out by goyim and then you went back on your own, you only get arba mot. Maybe the opposite: when you went out on your own, but you got pushed back by by against your will, maybe it says if you never left and you get the whole town. Come on, that's what Shmuel was teaching—that the entire thing, both being taken out and brought back, has to be against your will. So they asked Rabba, "What if you're out there and you're stuck in your Dal mot, but you have to go to the bathroom? What do you do?" The, abriot, the human dignity involved trumps the lotase, which we always interpret as the lotase brachot as the lotase of uh, lotasur. If we assume that Tchumen is the rabbanan, then you're allowed to go outside of this Dalaramot in order to use the bathroom. So, Amri Naharde, what did the people in Naharde, the Nahardeians in the Yeshimbu Bedito, what did they say? if the guy's sharp, ayulat what he'll do is he'll say, oh, I have to go over there to use the bathroom, and he'll go across the line. The da'al-al, once he's in, then he gets the whole town back. Okay. papa, Let's say there's fruit, or some other clea, that is taken outside of Thum, and then is brought back, some non-Jews came and took a box of peaches, took them outside of Thum, and then they brought it back. A filumezin, even if it was intentionally brought back, live sidimakoman. They still can be used within the entire tchum, and carried within the entire tchum. Maitama, what's the reason? Anusininu. They have no choice in it, they're just fruit. So, Vyosev challenged this. I mean, Echemirabel Yezobin Yaakov We're gonna see this, the, the constellation of names here. People are asur until they come back. Meaning that even fruit or other things are only can only get their place back when they were brought back. So the answer is Tanaim. What Rav uh, uh, Papa said was according to some Tanaim against Yaakov. Why the Tanya? Perot went outside of Tchum. So, b'shogeg they can be eaten, but mezid, they can't be eaten. In their place, when you can eat them where they are, shlomukan lo yachlu, but you can't move them. Ma bim what does that mean? If you think that they can be eaten in their spot, if they were carried out be mezid, they have to come back be Meaning the person who brought them back has to be shogeg. Shogig, Mayzid mezid lo. Elamim koman bishogeg. It means from Nehemiah says that even if they're brought back bishogeg, you can only eat them in their spot and can't move them. So the entire bright has to be read as follows, reconstructed. Peyroch she'atzuchus the tchum. The Peyroch went outside of tchum bishogeg yeh achlu. Bameizid lo yeh achlu. If they went out bishogeg, then you could eat them. Medravem oim shalovim koman. That's somewhere else. At the spot that they landed after the you can eat them even if they were taken up a Mezid. That's Tanakam. After he says, command even to eat them in the place that they were dropped, is only if they were brought there for shogging." Lo We take that back. Everybody agrees that if they were taken up of Mezid, you cannot eat them even in their place. The is only if they were taken up a shogeg, and then they got moved. Can you move them and eat them? If they were taken up a gig, you can eat them even elsewhere. says even if they were taken up a shogeg, you, you can only eat them where they were dropped. But the end of the bright that we quoted at the beginning, the men say they're asur until they come back to their place, mezid lo, implies mechal the tamakama mezid namishari. Shvamina. So you see the Tanakama holds that the mezid, you could eat them in their place, which means the mezid and Koman, we're now rejecting the idea that everybody agrees that it's asur. Okay. So Shavuah is going to say two halachot. The first very short, and then the second one is going to lead to an interesting discussion. Let's say you're walking. You don't know where chum Shabbat is. The city didn't mark it yet. You take 2,000 simple steps, average steps. That's what you can use for chum Shabbat in the meantime. Second halacha. Let's say you set up your Shabbat. You resided in an open field. And on Shabbat, Goyim built a wall around you. They set up uh, clothes or whatever it is. There's a wall around you that's much bigger than 2,000 amot. You can walk 2,000 amot from the spot that you rested, not more. You could carry within this entire area. But of course, you can't carry beyond the 2,000 amot. So beyond that, you could throw something. Because carrying is not a sword within a machitzah. That's what Nachmarkuna Mar Mahaleka Paimama, you can walk the two thousand Amot, you can only carry Arba Mot, you may not carry further than that. Now tell this Dezriko, why can't you throw it further? So you might go after it to get it. So Ba but why, Ravuna, why don't you allow them to carry within the two thousand Amot in a normal way, it's fenced in? The answer is it's an interesting take. What you have here, and we dealt with this in the middle of the first parak, is the mechitza, and also in the second parak, and the mechitza is totally opened up to an area where you can't carry. Meaning, the two thousand amot are unfenced to the rest of the area that's fenced in, and that area you can't walk in. So therefore, it's as if your mechitza is fully open into an area that's asur, and therefore you can't carry at all. So says, so, so, come on, who, who's he supporting? Loh Krav Nachman, Huna. To so, say you can walk Al-Payyam and you can carry the full Al-Payyam but not to throw, that's like neither. So, Eim not al but rather you can carry for fours. That's the same as Rav The answer is Eim HaMuchinam Rav Not that Rav said something different. He said the same thing as Ravuna. Huna. Rav's son, said the same thing as Ravuna, Rav's prime Talmud so i Nachman Ravuna. So Nachman contests Ravuna, Ravuna uh, banned carrying beyond our Mammoth. So Lotifil Galadish Shmuel, I'm said, telling you what Shmuel said. You shouldn't disagree with him. Tanya Kalate, we have a bride that supports him to Tanya. Hayam Moded Uval, let's say you're measuring your tum, and your Tchum ended up 2,000 amot in the middle of a city. Mutalatob hacholayir kula, you're allowed to carry throughout that entire city. Meaning, you can carry throughout the entire city, but you can't walk further than your own tchum. Which means, how are you going to carry beyond your tchum? Doesn't it mean that you could throw stuff? So it means, you're allowed to carry as far as you can walk, and beyond that you could carry through throwing. Ravuna's answer was, it means that if there's something that's outside of your tchum area, you can reach over and pull it in so here's his ruling let's say you're measuring let's say your 2000 amot ended up in the middle of a Chatser that's all you get that's a no-brainer that's That's where your 2000 amot ended up not to say that that's all you get to say that you get that it's obvious that you should get it so I might be worried that you're going to carry throughout the entire Chatser, so I might say you can't carry any of the Chatser, Kamash Fulan, that you do get half. Ramachman said, Rav agrees with me in the following case, if you're measuring and your 2,000 amot end up right at a house, you can carry within the entire house. My Tama, why? Because the roof on the other side cuts down kilu, meaning you're cognizant of the end of the house and you won't carry beyond it. So that concern that Ravuna voiced doesn't apply. Ravuna Bredov Natan. Ketanoi. This entire thing is a machloket tanaim. As follows. Let's say you were dragged to another city. Good. So my loves, who we think, Rav Branat, the often thinks that the Machlokan of Nachman and Ravuna about whether or not you can, care, you can carry beyond Dalai in this area that was fenced in by the non-Jews is parallel to the, the this issue of being able to walk the entire area that you were slept to in another city. So my love, who say you can care, walk through the whole thing, meaning that everybody would seem to agree that essentially you could walk if you're in a pendant area that's residential. However, they said there's no reason to make a gzera, that if we allow you to walk there, you may walk when you're in an open area. Since the two of them don't make the gzera of walking here as a precaution against walking there, so therefore they won't make a exerh that you can't carry because you might walk. And Rabashurkiva don't the and Rabishur Rakiva who are the stringent ones in our Mishnah, the at the Bika, who made a decree, a decree that you can't walk in the Pendin area because you might end up walking in an open area since they make a gzera of walking here against walking there, so it's reasonable that they would make a gzera against caring, lest it lead to walking. But of course we might. Why would you make that alignment? Dilma kilo gzera b'gamli v'shoor b'alzim ben v'nazari hiluch sahar v'diyaratu hiluch when the lenient opinion did not make the gzera and allowed you to walk through the entire pen, that's there. There's is two different kinds of locations. One's penned in, one's an open field. No reason to make the gzerat. But caring as a gzerat against walking within the same area, maybe they would make the gzerat. Because there's a concern that you might walk after your chayfas and walk outside of the 2000 amot the stringent opinion, who the who says that their reason for not allowing you to walk in the deer and sahar is because of exera? Because maybe they think that the only time that you're allowed to care, to walk within an entire area, and when you're in the you can. You can, uh, you can walk the entire distances when you started there before Shabbat. But if not, then not. Meaning that perhaps their reasoning is not due to a, a, a but an essential understanding. Alright, so I'm a rav. Rav says we rule a gum in both cases. Whether you're, you're, uh, schlepped to a, uh, to a deer and a sahar, or whether you're put on a boat. Shvua mar yechutav gam liyav esfina only. If you slept to a pen, then you only get four amot. Now the kuliyav miyal halakha gam gam esfina. Everybody agrees that you that halakha follows gam liyav and you get the entire the entire amount on a boat. Mytama. So Amar has one explanation. Why was Shavat be'al v'ir mechitzot b'diyom? Because you started out on a boat and you're within the airspace of those mechitzot when Friday started. The boat moved, but you're within those but The boat moves simply and takes you from within the fore the whole time. So my benayu, what's the difference? If the walls of the boat, the rail of the boat fell off or went down. Because now you're no longer within the mechitzot you started with before. If there's a row of boats, like a flotilla, and you jump from one boat to the other, you're no longer in the area you started out. So in both cases, Rabbah would say it's no good anymore. Why didn't Rabba agree with Rabba? The mechitzot of the boat are not there to to protect you like regular mechitzot. They're there to keep the water out. For Why didn't Rabba Zeru agree with Rabbah he said, the answer is, if the boat's moving, everybody agrees it's no good. that's only a machloket if it's sitting still. And he said, I'll prove to you that if the boat is moving, nobody disagrees. Sorry, if the boat is moving, everybody agrees, that it's okay. The question is if it's sitting still. The story at the end of the first mission, they didn't want to. It's a chumrah. If you agree with me that there was no machloket about a moving boat, that's why it says they wanted to be machmir. Because they're a machmir because it may come to rest and then they would be in violation. But if you think that, that the machloket exists even when it's on the boat, according to them, it was a real isur, it's not a chumrah. He says, if you look at the Mishnah carefully, you can see that the Machloket is only about sitting still. Because the boat is presented in a parallel to a pen that's sitting still. We rule a about the boat. the is disagree? We said everybody agrees about the boat. This is the, the according to one version, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua reported that the whole day they discussed the, and about this issue. And my uncle, Rabbi Yeshua, end up with a solution. We rule about the boat, which means that there was a machlokan even about the boat, and we had him decide. And we rule the bikiva about the diversar that you only get to Ramot. Okay, we'll pick it up in the middle of this discussion and continue to the end of the sugya. In the next podcast, me and everybody should have a wonderful day.